0: I am Planta on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. The majesty and mystery of Tutankhamun has captivated the world over the past 100 years since his tomb was opened. National Geographic has been there ever since, and with uh, Paquin Entertainment Group and Immersive Experiences, bring to Vancouver, beyond King Tut, the immersive experience. It opens here in Vancouver next week, uh, Friday, the 4th of November, which uh, has special significance, as it's that's the date... 100 years ago when the first stair leading to uh, King Tut's intact tomb was discovered. Joining me now is Mark Locke, whose uh, own vast experience includes touring around the world with artifacts between uh, 2004 and 2012. Those have since been returned to Egypt, but uh, this new spectacle allows audiences a chance to walk through what is considered one of the greatest discoveries of all time we get a sense of uh, the myth and imagery the riches bur- buried inside the mummification process as well as cinematic storytelling that takes us into the tomb and the uh, context of the wider world during Tut's time tickets uh, for beyond king tut are timed and dated and advanced purchases are strongly encouraged they start at 31.99 for adults 23.99 for children 5 to 15 plus ticketing fees there are package rates and vip tickets which uh, Include uh, flex entry, merchandise and entry into the uh, VR companion Tutankhamun enter the tomb, voiced by the actor Hugh Bonneville. I'll ask Mark all, uh, about all this and more. I reached him last week in New York City as he was he was installing the exhibit there. There will be other cities and dates. Visit beyondkingtut.com for all the information. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online Program, Mark Locke. Mr. Locke, good morning.
1: Good morning. Thanks. Nice for, to be with you. Thanks
0: for joining us. Um i I reached you in new york where you're i guess you're you're putting in the show there um uh, that that opens a week of the fourth um that's the same time it'll be opening here in vancouver that week is significant isn't it it is um
1: please go ahead yeah
0: because it's the 100th anniversary i guess of the discovery
1: that's right you know um there have been a, a a number of amazing discoveries uh archaeological discoveries over the years but uh I think right at the top of the list, or certainly near the top of the list, is the discovery of King Tut's tomb. And uh, it was November 4, 1922, when the discovery was made, and it was news that traveled around the world. And the reason we talk about Tutankhamen, King Tut, to this day, is not because he was a significant king. In fact, he was a, a, a king, a boy king, nine uh-huh. years old when he became king that may have gotten lost in the pages of history, if not for this amazing discovery. And the reason the discovery was significant, it was an intact tomb that was discovered. The things that were left when the when the tomb was sealed in the Valley of the Kings, the things that were left inside were still there. And that's why um, it, it was such a significant moment in history and a significant discovery.
0: I guess you're going to get asked, Mark, about this wherever you go as to whether there will be artifacts on display. I guess not, but um, uh, you certainly make up for it in terms of the installation, don't you?
1: Well, yes. Now, of course, it is a question to ask. I had the great pleasure, the privilege, really, of being part of two artifact tours. When, When Egypt allowed the actual objects from the tomb to travel around the world, I had the privilege of doing both of those exhibitions as well. And uh, very special. I wouldn't want to pretend that being in the presence of of, uh, an object, uh, ancient history, uh, a piece of history right in front of you, you can't really replace that. But the Egyptians are building uh, and soon will open the largest museum in the world called the Grand Egyptian Museum. And that will be now the permanent home of these objects. And they may never travel again, certainly in my lifetime. So we thought the next best thing... Uh, to celebrate this moment uh, was, first of all, to partner with National Geographic uh, and their incredible archives, not only their photographs and their video uh, archives, but also their academic expertise. Um, I don't think you kind of pretend to do a show like this unless you have that sort of affiliation, and this really is a celebration. It's like walking into the pages of National Geographic.
0: Yeah, and, and those those are photographs that we all grew up seeing. Um and that- and it's a magazine that, that obviously has, has uh, played a part in, in sort of um, documenting as well as, as uh, reviving year after, you know, several years later and, and sort of over and over again, the, this, the, the interest in, in King Tut.
1: Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, as I've, I'm not sure of your age, Joe. I'm a little farther along, possibly. Uh, but uh, grew up uh, certainly with the pages of, of Nat Geo, but of course Nat Geo's, TV special now, their video content, their online content, and their most recent uh, photograph, videos, exploration. In fact, um, I just spoke to someone earlier today at National Geographic, and he's on his way to Egypt not only to celebrate on site this, um, this 100th anniversary, but also to continue their work. You know, there's been CT scans done. We're fascinated by the mm, mummy of comets. Yeah. We're fascinated by the DNA and the the family tree, if you will. So their work continues as we speak, and uh, and bringing this story to the world um, uh, in the pages of the magazine, the uh, the online content, uh, and now this spectacular exhibition experience called uh, beyond king Tut.
0: so at the exhibit when it when it opens here in vancouver um i understand there'll be um sort of a replica of the tomb now is, is that life size if you will
1: it is representative of the tomb uh the actual now the tomb is um it was a, a humble tomb if you will uh, by by royal tomb standards uh-huh. i've had the the great the great honor of going into that tomb It's uh, four rooms um and uh, the most maybe the most recognizable, the one with painted walls, uh, was the burial chamber. And that's what we represent in in this exhibition uh, to give folks a, a sense of size, uh, certainly the shrines that were built around the stone sarcophagus, and then finally the solid gold coffin. Um, seeing those in three dimensions as artifacts, of course, like we mentioned, is is an irreplaceable experience. But we're able to do things here with the video content that i think brings you uh... even closer into the story and uh... that's uh... i think that's what you're referencing is the burial chamber one of the four rooms that held um, the the mummy the mummified uh... remains of Tutankhamun common as he still is today not in the burial chamber he's been moved into the into the um, the um antechamber which uh-huh. is which is a smaller room but uh... yes we represent that i think that the difference here to your to your question, I think, you know, we've we've I've used that word immersive Joe now for for 25 years, and in the last couple years, it's come to mean something quite specific, and that is these large projection exhibitions mm. uh, like Van Gogh or Monet, and they're beautiful, uh, really spectacular. I think what makes this a little different, and and I hope uh, maybe the next level of storytelling, kind of cinematic storytelling, is this is immersive in that we have, you know, that large, I think people are now familiar with these large soaring, uh, walls and big spaces of, uh, immersive projection. But we, we follow that with a storyline, or we perceive that, quite frankly, with a storyline that takes you from the discovery, Howard Carter's moment where, you know, he pushed through the, one of the stones and someone said, can you see anything? And he wow. said, yes, yeah. wonderful things. Well, it's that story that starts our journey, uh, then into the tomb, into the burial chamber. We also want you to get to know this young boy who, who became king uh, at nine years old because his father, Akhenaten, had uh, passed away. And his short reign, but um, his reign from nine to 18 or 19 years old. And uh, we get, you get to know him, his family tree. You'll, you and the children will be able to play a game that he played as a child called Senate. And then we'll follow, we're all fascinated by mummies and mummification. We have a part of the exhibit that uh, that talks about that uh, once again in projection, but also in a more traditional way, a didactic way where you can experience that. And then finally, you know, the large immersive room. Um, uh, there are some images, I think, certainly on our website online, not only the four walls, but a, a large representation of a, of a boat in the center of that room, that served as the projection surface as well. So something we're quite proud of and, and, and quite
0: spectacular. I'm um, sure. Yeah. The 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 um, back to the the, the burial, burial chamber for just a sec, because yeah. uh, that fascinates me. And and I saw the photographs of it. And and I I would probably get creeped out if if I saw like a, an artifact or, or you know an actual tomb, if you will. So this reproduction is great because there's screens around it that show yes. you what would be inside, so without <laughs> without scaring me or, or other people. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's great exactly. to see what's inside, and, and one will be able to see sort of the, the size of it, I guess, right?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Um, the burial chamber, as we mentioned, uh, was just large enough to support a number of shrines that were built, as I mentioned earlier, around the stone sarcophagus and the coffin, and we want you to get a sense of that size. So on the floor... Those different shrines are represented, and then the three coffins: uh, the inner interlocking coffin, and it's a, a larger one to to a smaller one, and finally to the solid gold coffin. That's all something I think for, like you said, for for folks of all ages uh, to really experience uh, without maybe that moment of, of going down into a tomb. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the other thing that um uh, I guess uh, Tut Common has has taught us over the, the past hundred years is um, it showed showed us really the, the advancements in science, in terms of um, uh, even just take the mummification process for example, um, that's something that we'll be able to learn about when we go to uh, beyond King Tut, right?
1: That's right. In fact, you know, uh, it really goes. You know, he to the, as I mentioned earlier, he 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 died at eighteen or nineteen. Um, it's still a mystery how he died, what caused his death, uh, but we are finding out more and more. We, By that, I mean the folks that are really the experts, not me particular. I kind of sit at the feet of those folks. But, you know, when the mummy was first X-rayed in the 70s, uh-huh. it was thought because there was a dark spot at the base of the skull with the X-ray. Well, the assumption was, or the educated assumption was, that he died. That was trauma, that dark yeah. spot, that he may have died from a blow to the back of the head. Well, that, of course, sets us off, doesn't it, in, in all sorts of uh, storytelling ways. Well, what, what, what happened? Was he in a battle? Yeah. Was he in a fight within the royal family? Who knows what that was? Well, when they did a scan, a CT scan in 2005, it was discovered that that dark spot wasn't trauma at all. That was the settling of the, uh, the resin, uh, the mummification mm. process. And um, during that CT scan, there was uh, uh, evidence of a severe break of the left leg that most likely caused an infection. Well, how did that leg break? Uh, did the infection lead to his death? It seems as though maybe it did. Uh, so now we're off on a kind of a different uh, scientific exploration. And as I mentioned, uh, the folks from At Geo are in Egypt as we speak, uh discovering more things about uh, Tutankhamun's mummy, uh, studying DNA. And as that information becomes available, when it's uh, hot off the presses, if you will, we're going to include that or add that to the exhibition uh, during our stay there uh, in Vancouver.
0: That's the exciting thing. I mean, the technology really does rewrite a lot of our history. And and in in the case of King Tut, uh, 50 years ago, the story was different. 50 years later, it's different. And who knows where where it'll be five, ten years from now. Um, that's
1: exa- That's it, Joe. Yeah. In fact, you make me think of something. Um, you know, when I first started doing the artifact exhibition, um, we, of course, sometimes history is told through a certain lens, and um, this was back in 2005, the artifact exhibit that I mentioned, and yeah. it was really all about this British archaeologist, Howard Carter, and his story. Well, since those, what, 18 years have passed, Uh, not just scientists, but uh, historians have started to tell a more complete story about the involvement of the Egyptians. Mm. And uh, sometimes, you know, history is told through many times through uh, uh, white men, isn't it? And uh, now that we've learned more, uh, Nat Geo and the academics and the writers involved in this exhibit are telling a more complete story of that uh, discovery that very much included the Egyptians as well.
0: I'm a big uh, Dalton Abbey fan, and I uh, yes. understand that I, I, Hugh Bonneville uh, is part of the exhibition. Is that right?
1: Well, and there's there's a little more to the story, but I will tell you about that. One of the the fun things, um, besides the the large immersive rooms that we've talked about, is we have a, a VR experience as well. And some of your listeners, of course, are familiar with putting on the goggles and sure, the uh, yeah. uh, right. Mm-hmm. To, and that brings you uh, into uh, the tomb itself. And you can explore it, you know, by turning right, turning left, turning up, and turning down. And Hugh actually narrates that for us. Now, the tie-in there that I find, uh, and I just was talking to someone uh, about this about um, oh, about 45 minutes ago. Um, the uh, Carnarvon family, right? Um, yeah. right? They uh, financed the Howard Carter uh, explorations, the expeditions, and um, Lord Carnarvon was was that gentleman that gave Howard Carter the money uh, to finance his his exploration. Like I mentioned, and when the discovery was made, of course he came to Egypt and was part of the festivities. When we brought the artifact exhibit to London in two thousand, I'm thinking nine, about mm-hmm. uh, Lady Carnarvon, the descendant of Lord Carnarvon uh was there at the exhibition she invited me to the castle to the Carnarvon castle and that happens to be for dinner which was spectacular
0: i'll bet that
1: happens to well that if you can believe it that happens to be the downton abbey exterior shot Mm. and some interior shots of the of the tv series so i was and this was before uh, when I was there, it was before it was it was known as Downton Abbey, if you will. Right. So uh, that was the, That is and was the Carnarvon Castle. It's
0: just it's just remarkable to think all these these things that connect with one another. Incredible. Um, so yeah. you're you're in New York at the moment. You're installing it there, I guess. Um, uh, is that on the on the west side of town? I guess right.
1: We're on we're actually on the East River. Oh, I uh, At Pier Pier Thirty Six, which is um, you know downtown. As Manhattan uh, gets a little smaller at the end of the island, Pier uh, 36 is, uh, is an exhibition uh, venue. And, um, yeah, we're here. In fact, I'm. I'm uh, there's a wonderful perch here for me to stand on and over, oversee things. Uh, not that I need to be looking at things as the crew is putting things together, but it's kind of a fun uh, perspective. As I will be in Vancouver here in the next couple days, yeah. Uh, to oversee that installation as well.
0: well what do you look for, uh, Mark, in terms of um, the uh, venues, if, if you will, in, in terms of where you put it? I mean, it has to be a place that, that, that's rather big, of course, to fit the crowds and then the, the projections and the sort. But um, yes, yeah. I understand yeah. that Vancouver is the only stop on on um, in Canada. Do you think about where where you take this show in terms of of um, the places that it'll go to, say?
1: Oh, sure, certainly. Um, and with the, you know, with any kind of, I've been doing um, exhibitions, both artifact-based and uh, uh, now these, um, this particular immersive exhibit. Uh, you look for a place, quite frankly, that people know and that they've uh, experienced before, uh, as far as the destination. Uh, with the immersive show, you have to have very soaring ceilings, uh, and uh, you know the the kind of the. Uh, nuts and bolts of things, parking and, and uh, box office and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, we think where we're going to be, of course, as you know, the Vancouver Convention Center East uh, fits that bill perfectly. And uh, I know the space is quite wonderful there for us. So we're, uh, we've are we just started. I think trucks are arriving as we speak, and we're just starting the installation now.
0: Yeah, and it's a, it's a place that's accessible by transit, so you know, people don't have to drive downtown, for example. Here in Vancouver. There you go. Um, uh, What was the response in Boston like?
1: Fantastic. That was our premiere, Uh and um, we were there. Boston, in fact, Boston was going, uh, we spoke earlier about the artifacts going back to Egypt. Uh, Boston was was all set to be an American um, city for the artifact exhibit. Uh But because of COVID, that really was what stopped things, and, you know, we all stopped in our tracks. Uh, and, the, the, and then the artifacts returned to Egypt. So Boston never saw the artifact exhibit, but we were quite uh, excited to bring this uh, different, but, but experience that, that also celebrates and uh, focuses on ancient Egypt and common.
0: It must be rewarding, Mark, uh, Mark for, for you not only to put on, say, a show like this, a spectacle, if you will, um, like this, that'll entertain and, and 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 amaze and and dazzle people. But I mean, it, it also yields something informative, something educational for for everybody.
1: Yes, and that's been you know uh, if I'm dating myself here, and and uh, I mentioned uh, using that word immersive for 25 years, and now I'm meaning something else. Being in this um, this world, if you will, uh, of doing exhibitions, you know, I I started. Uh, Before that, um, kind of in the entertainment business and wasn't really always satisfied, if you will, or fulfilled because some of it seemed so um, insignificant to people's lives. And when I had the great pleasure and, quite frankly, the good fortune of transitioning into doing uh, museum exhibitions uh, and working at some of the great – bringing exhibitions to some of the great museums of the world, it really changed my life personally because – if you can, quite frankly, entertain and uh, amuse sometimes and uh, uh, bring people into a theatrical world, but do it in a way that has um, uh, a legitimacy to it, uh, history, real history, uh, real solid academics that oversee the content. Um, I've, I've been, I'm selflessly speaking here, but I've been quite um, blessed to be part of this uh, this sort of uh, bringing experiences to people over the years, and uh, now with this new technology uh, of these high-definition projectors and able to do something in a different way, once again, I, I feel blessed and quite quite um, fortunate to be part of this world. So it, it's really been quite a ride for me. Uh, I've had the uh, good fortune of diving the Titanic, going mm. down in a submersible when I yeah. did the Titanic exhibit. Um, working at Saturday Night Live when I did the Saturday Night Live exhibit, Uh, and it kind of goes on and on. And now, uh, like we said, the most spectacular archaeological discovery of all time and being part of this show.
0: Uh, We'll look forward to to seeing Beyond King Tut when it comes to here to Vancouver, but uh, beyond that, are you you working on something else?
1: We are, and I can't tell you what it is. (laughs) But you'll be the first to know when we make the announcement. Uh, we do think this world of uh, exhibition of, of the immersive experiences uh, opens the pages to a number of, of exciting subjects. Um, so we're, we're working on some new things here soon and um, and hope to, to get those certainly out to the world and, and to Vancouver as well.
0: You're doing great work Mark. We'll look forward to be on King Todd. thanks for your time today.
1: Oh pleasure to be with you Joe and I can't wait to get to Vancouver.
0: The website for more is beyondkingtut.com. Beyond King Tut, the immersive experience, opens here in Vancouver at the uh, Convention Center Friday, the 4th of November. And uh, one of its uh, curators, Mark Locke, joined me on the line from New York City in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.